You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. As a mom to two under three working insane consulting hours, even part-time, Lydia Benham knew how it felt to be burnt out and unhappy on approximately all levels. She overhauled and outsourced and is now in a place of comfort and confidence with great boundaries, smooth scheduling, and a household running like a well-oiled machine. And today, she's helping you do the same. Today on Thrive, Lydia, who co-founded Whole Modern Parent, shares really practical advice on determining family values, setting appropriate boundaries, outsourcing certain tasks, and creating an intentional schedule in a no-bullshit, sugarcoat-free style. Stay tuned through this conversation, drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to, and now, welcome Lydia. Hey everyone, Erica, thank you for having me on your podcast today. Absolutely. Welcome to Thrive. So you've got littles. I've got a little. Many of our listeners have littles. And many of our listeners also, like us, have big dreams and goals and ambitions and want to kind of do it all, as they say. So before diving in headfirst to all of the um, awesome value that you're bringing to the table here, tell us about you and maybe a bit about where you were before getting to the place that you're at now. Um, so I feel like that's a two-part question because there are two <laughs> versions of me. There are there's a version of me before where I am today, and also there's another version that was pre-pandemic. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's worth noting. <laughs> Um, yes, I am Lydia Benham. I am a business coach and co-founder of Whole Modern Parent or WMP, as we like to call it internally. Uh, my co-founder, Michelle, and I coach and support parent and family life coaches, or as we like to call them, change makers. Um, and we really support them in the beginning years of their businesses. Um, and my kind of background before WMP, um, I've been in the tech and startup industry for a little over 10 years now. I've worked with some really, really big companies on their technology pro- projects. Um, I've also worked with some awesome startups that have raised multi-millions of dollars, um, done a lot of work, um, working with, uh, new business or entrepreneurs in the startup space. Um, I volunteered a lot of my time within incubators and a lot of different organizations that have, um, specifically supported technology entrepreneurs and, um, transitioned into the parenting online space with Michelle, um, right at the start of the pandemic, actually, um, kind of started as like a passion project and, really, um, grew faster than we thought. And, um, it just, it really incorporates kind of like my passion and the skills that I have. Um, I love technology and I love being in that space, but it just, it felt like a daily grind towards the end of that. Um, and it wasn't really fueling me or providing me what I needed in life. And this is kind of like the best of both worlds for me. And, just really love what I do. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. 
So I know a big part of your story though, too, is kind of making it work, the work for entrepreneurial moms from the, from the behind the scenes standpoint, I guess, if you will as well. So we've got the mamas who are working from home now, starting their own business, maybe in a state of transition, whatever the case might be. And really trying to figure out, well, maybe coming, having to come to Jesus moment, like I did and becoming a work from home parent, like, holy crap, this is super hard and super challenging in so many ways, but trying to put the different systems and, and goals and all of the different things in place to kind of keep both ships running at the same time. Because I think at first for a lot of people that can feel overwhelming and maybe impossible. So yeah, especially- it's very overwhelming and you're, you're exactly spot on. <laughs> it's a very yeah. accurate first case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, especially at the beginning of the year, when we're, we're setting goals and intentions for the next 365 days, what have you, how do you go about taking that first step in determining your family values and maybe putting a few plans or systems in place to support that as kind of the foundation for building your family up and also your business up at the same time? That's a great question. So I feel like I was kind of a little bit late to the game on family values. Um, but I think mostly because like in the beginning when I had kids, I had the luxury of having like an office space and I was able to kind of like leave Um, and then that transition, especially during the pandemic, and that is when that became so critical. So for me, family values, and this is something you can do by yourself as like, you know, a mom or, or a dad, depending on who's listening to this podcast. Um, and you can also do it alongside your partner and your co-parent or whoever's, um, in your household at the time they are going to be a little bit different. I do think that it's very important for you to just first do your version and then kind of sit down and like do the joint version. Um, because the reality is, is we all have different goals. We have different priorities. Um, and we just prioritize things differently. Like I know for me, like there's some things that I prioritize higher than like my husband does. And we have to take that into account, you know, like when we're scheduling things, because I'm obviously going to make more space for something that he is not going to. Um, so really kind of getting really clear on that. Um, and I love that you said, come to Jesus moment, you guys, anyone that's listening <laughs> that is starting a business, um, or kind of in the infancy stage of your business, I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. It's really, really hard. Um, and it does feel like like, like cycling through sand for a while. The good thing is, is it does get easier as you kind of like try things and you figure out like what works, what works for your family unit, like where you need to implement more boundaries. And it's also a hard learning curve. Um, and I will say, this is something, cause we work on a lot of mindset stuff within, um, our coaching and our, um, collective coaching because it's boundaries are not like, they don't come easy to, I would say specifically to women. And I'm speaking firsthand here. Um, it's almost like we have to train ourselves to actually assert boundaries and it feels really uncomfortable and it feels really sticky, but I will say, especially working from home, you have to set, you have to set boundaries with your, your partner. You have to set boundaries with your kids. And 
it's sometimes it's really hard with your kids because that's like a whole heart piece, right? Cause you're like, I really want to spend time with you, but I really have to get this work done. Um, and, it, and that's really hard and it feels really uncomfortable, especially as like being a woman and where the reality is, is we're living in a society where, you know, we are kind of, we're the, we're the caretakers and the expectations of us being available to kids is, is really, really high. Um, but you just can't, you can't give away everything, like all of your time. Um, cause then you just, you start going down the resentment wheel and you don't feel good about yourself. So the values really, if you sit down and go over what's really important for you and what's important for you as a mother within your family unit, um, that is going to be where you make your decisions off of. For me, I love it because I'm, I'm also like a numbers person and especially like in business, like I can clearly say like, this is working or this is not working. And with values, if something comes in or an activity or like an obligation or a commitment or event, if it doesn't fit our values, that's an easy no for me. Yeah, it's so true. And you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think people forget that. I'm like, I'm glad you said, you know, women, especially because I think boundaries can sometimes get a bad rap. Like we are a worse off friend or parent or partner if we have boundaries and stick to them because for some reason along the way, there became like this weird societal stigma that you have to be the good friend. You're the one that drops everything at any moment, at any time for someone, or that's what being the good mom or the good wife or whatever entails. And I think sometimes that might be true. Like in some moments here and there, being able to drop everything and be there for someone is good and appreciated and whatnot. But I think there can be a fine line because it can cross into where it's hurtful for your own mental health, or it's something that in the long run is actually hurting your family instead of helping. And if you don't have clear boundaries for yourself and for those around you, they're bound to get crossed because people will just do what they need for themselves and it you'll kind of fall to the wayside. So I'm glad that you brought that up and you train people. I mean, the reality is, and this is what I say to like everyone, because it's hard. This is, this is a come to Jesus moment. Like this is like looking in the mirror, but the reality is if you're in kind of like a tough situation, you have to like look in the mirror and realize like what your actions or allowances like were, were taken that allowed the situation to get here. And I know it's like, that's like really, really hard, but I mean, if you don't do it, you're not going to change your situation. And so something for everyone that's listening, if you feel like boundaries are hard for you, I want you to spend just a day and if like just a day or a couple days of your life and really like be intentional about if anyone is setting boundaries with you or um, being really specific about like their time and their availability or, or any experiences can be through work or family or whatever, or friends. Um, and think about how it makes you feel because what we have found is we're also not trained to receive or like acknowledge boundaries positively. And I feel like that's the first step to being able to actually implement your own is just kind of realizing that, you know, they don't feel comfortable for us to receive, but if we start to just realize like, that's something that we just need to get more acclimated to feel more comfortable. When we start to feel comfortable with people giving us boundaries, then we start to feel more comfortable giving boundaries. That's an awesome, awesome tip. Can you give us, do you have any favorite 
uh, phrases that you've seen work best or ways to set boundaries for maybe specific people in your life that people might feel less comfortable doing that with, whether that's a work colleague or a girlfriend or your partner or significant other, like, are there different ways to approach any of those that you have found to be particularly helpful for anyone who's like, Oh, I could set boundaries with this person, but like with this person, I struggle. Um, okay. So, I mean, there's things that I've learned in therapy. Yes. Go therapy. <laughs> I realize everyone needs therapy. Um, so I feel like what works best for me, I mean, there's like, at, like this point, like I have like work relationships. I've always been really good at just because like, historically I always worked with like men, I would be like the only female. So I learned a lot and I really like, like, they just like, you know, they already like no bullshit. <laughs> so it was just easier. So I feel like I'm trained in the workspace. I think family is harder, especially if you have, I mean, I know everyone has like dynamic relationships with parents that are like really, really hard. And then you have kids and like, they have all kinds of advice. So that's tricky, but I will say, I think just leading with explaining why this is important to you, what it means to you, how it benefits you. Um, like something I, I know, uh, like in parenting, right. We all kind of parent differently. And I've experienced just with my parents where, you know, they think it's okay to say things to my kids. And that's like tricky because you kind of have to explain, like, actually, like, I don't say that to my kid. I feel like that's not helpful. And, and that's actually not how we raise our kids. And this is why, because this is why it's important kind of. Um, so I think kind of explaining it to yourself and just, it, it's a, it's a muscle. I mean, you just grow it, the more you flex it and you're going to get to a point eventually where you, you don't need to explain yourself. You don't feel that, that need or that pull and you just, you know, draw the line. Um, but I feel like just kind of explaining it at the start and like focusing on you. That's what I was taught in therapy. <laughs> the I, <Nope. laughs> um, it, it is very helpful. And then it also is like a connection opportunity. Um, and then it can lead to like, you know, connecting conversations. Like, why is this important? Like, where does this stem from? Things like that. Just, you know, it can, it can go a lot deeper. Yeah. I think our gut reaction as maybe as women in general is to maybe over explain a little bit and justify ourselves. But I agree with you in that once you do it a couple of times and start to get more comfortable with the boundary in place, you do, I think naturally feel that need, that knee jerk reaction to over explain yourself. It goes down and you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm comfortable and confident with how I feel and what I need. And I can express that in a very kind way, in a very professional way, in a loving way, without feeling like I need to give you 32 reasons why I feel the way that I do. I can just feel that. And I can be, say, this is how I do things, or this is what I think, or this is whatever. And you, you start to take away the words that we might subconsciously add into a conversation that kind of shrink us down or make us feel smaller where we're like, Oh, I just do it for this reason. Or like the 32 other things that we say in there that make us feel like we're justifying everything that we believe. And we just let ourselves believe it and let that be enough. And okay. So I like that you brought that up too, because I think that's something that is a process for people. And it's okay if right away, you're not like, listen, this is my hard boundary and I'm sticking to it. Yes. And also, I mean, since your audience is, is a lot of female on entrepreneurs, I will say, I see this time and time again, especially with like some of our 
um, members that come through our collective um, that a lot of you guys let clients just run over you. <laughs> and we've all been there and boundaries with clients are so critical and it can directly lead to your family values um, in the sense that like if you, if you let, allow a client to kind of, to take more time of you than you've sold them or offered them, if you let a client reach out to you at like personal numbers or things or an hours that are not like your business hours, um, all of that's going to start to impede into things that you might have within your family values, which, you know, some people like to do like dinner, like together as a family every evening. Well, you can't do that if you have a client that's like bugging you for something after 5 p.m., um, so I really, really want to just like press upon any entrepreneurs that are listening right now, you groom your clients, you groom them from the very beginning. So if you start saying yes to extras, it's going to be really, really painfully hard to pull back when you reach like mass, like max explosion point, because you will, you will be so sick of being treated like that and run over because that's just reality. Um, and then you might just, you know, implode the entire client contractor or, or service or whatever it is that you offer. Um, so I really like to say that, that if you're going to start flexing your boundary muscle, would start doing it with clients because there's always some boundaries that are always being crossed. Um, I always like, we like to kind of advise like our people and I've lived all this. Trust me, I have been the person who had like really, really high needs clients that thought it was okay to text me, um, which was hard because we worked with people all over the world. So that could be like 9 p.m., which was like not cool. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've, I have had to like retrain clients for some other people that I've worked with on consultations. Um, but I will say if you can just start from the beginning and be very clear and direct what the exchange is, what your, what your offer is, what, you know, what the amount of time is, what the expectation is, then you are driving that interaction. And it's also okay to say, no, don't ever feel bad. Like if they're asking for something extra, or you feel like this is going down kind of the rabbit hole where they're actually bleeding it over time. And you could be selling them a different package based on the amount of time they're bleeding over depends on our, our product or offering or, or whatever. Um, or if it's like customer support, but just be very, very clear on what the no is because you are training them and you're also building up that muscle for yourself because at some point in your business, you're going to be so busy that you cannot say yes to people. So you might as well just be strategic about it in the beginning um, and get like your, your plan in place and like your structure and just, and put it, put everything in a contract. And I, like, I know everyone does different things, but obviously it's, a, if it's a service or goods company, like that's very clear, like, you know, um, and then on a lot of things, I really, really like to say, you know, no refunds because those conversations with those people that are kind of come back, especially if you're in like a service or coaching business, you've given the service there. You're just going to go down a, like an email and call rabbit hole on a refund. If you do not put no refunds in your policy from the beginning. Yeah. Can you give us an example of if you realize that a boundary has been crossed and it's kind of too late, either you've had the conversation about setting them or have not as of yet, but you get to a point where you're like, wait a minute, this is too far. I need to pull it back a bit. 
maybe a more general example. So it's applicable, whether you're a business owner, a mom, a, a partner, whatever the case might be. Is there a phrase or a certain way you like to word it or recommend approaching it where it, you can kind of get comfortable with it and you can essentially put the kibosh in that and take it a step back to be like, all right, we have to, we have to take a couple steps back and reset, hit reset on something. So I think there's two parts to that. I think one, I know, and I, I, I'm saying as a woman, I think sometimes we answer too quickly on when people ask us for things or of things. And I think we, I, I know I have. So I think the first part of that is if you can start just like working into like kind of your daily practice, just saying, okay, I will think on that. Um, you know, and this can be for like a commitment. Like if you're the, you know, the PTA wants you on like, are your, like your kid's school and you just, just, you know, you don't have to give anyone an answer right when they, they think that they need one. So that would be like my first step. Um, and then the second one is also, it's totally okay to go back to someone and tell them that, you know, if it's not working and like, this is why it's not working. And you can say that, you know, you thought it would work. Um, but you realize like with your schedule or you realize like, this is not something you're happy with anymore. It's hundred percent. Okay. To go back and just revisit that. Um, and I think a lot of us, like we, we just think that like, I mean, a decision, no decision is forever. Nothing is forever, right? Nothing's written in stone. This is your life. You get to decide it. I mean, you're architecting your path. So we as evolving and growing beings ourselves don't always know if something's going to work for us as well. So when it, we realize it doesn't, I mean, we should completely own our power and go back to the situation person or however, and say, you know, it's just, we need to revisit this. This is not working like this. Um, and like offer up a solution. And, and it's also okay if the, if the solution is just that you cannot handle that on your schedule or you can't handle that in your life, or like that is not the, the ideal situation for you. Yeah. I like that. And I think too, what, what, my husband and I are kind of in this journey right now in terms of we're really trying to embrace, you know, gentle parenting and all of this. And it's, it's hard because then you inevitably have people in your life who maybe didn't grow up that way themselves or didn't parent that way themselves. And then if they're interacting with your kids, you find yourself having that conversation of like, Hey, we don't actually do it this way. We do it this way. And I think we've found it to be helpful to just kind of give a very short and sweet answer where it's like, Hey, um, we're, we're doing X, Y, Z instead, because we found it to be whatever, whatever you found it to be. Um, and then sometimes you can kind of like offer to help them get on board with that in a way, I think where you're kind of like, all right, um, do you, do you want me to share with you some of the tips that I've learned through the process or do you want, and it almost like get someone involved in resetting that boundary. And you kind of can see what their reaction to that is it almost indicates how on board they are with that boundary being set. And if you're getting immediate pushback from someone where they're just like clearly not respecting your decisions or your space or whatever you need, you can, I think it gives you a little bit of a sense of freedom and taking a step back yourself because you're like, okay, clearly this person is like not necessarily respecting this right now and needs some time themselves. So I can take a step back, do my thing and like have peace with that. Whereas if someone realize maybe it's just a case of you were doing things a little bit differently because you're different people and that's okay. And maybe they're okay with the boundaries that you're setting and they're on board with kind of working together to have what can be 
a mutually respectful, mutually beneficial kind of situation going forward. So I think that that's, we at least have found that to be (laughs) helpful as well. Well, and that's, I mean, that just, yes, the generational differences in parenting is so, so tricky. I mean, it is layers upon layers upon layers. Um, So within Whole Modern Parent, I mean, that's why we support family and life coaches because they are creating the generational change. Um, yeah. like you talked about gener- gentle parenting, like my, my mother doesn't know what that is. Like neither does <laughs> my dad, um, you know, positive parenting, all the different parenting styles. But the reality is, is <clears throat> with our, gen- like our generation felt a void from the parenting that was passed down to us. And we also are living in a whole different world. I mean, technology or economies, like, I mean, availability, like it's a different world. And so our kids have to be parented differently. Um, but it is, it's, it's very novel and new to the older generations. I think it's confusing. I have personally found that, you know, I mean, even explaining it doesn't get the <laughs> community yeah. on board. Um, so kudos to you. I love your strategy. I think it, it works really, really well, but, um, yeah, I mean, the parenting styles and these parenting coaches are game changer for our generation. I mean, I, I, I fully, fully embrace, and that's why we've dove into what we have in supporting these coaches, because the reality is, is I truly believe that they are changing our world. Um, our kids that are growing up under these different parenting styles and these emotional needs are going to change our, our world for the better. And really what these coaches are doing are changing, changing families and parents' lives for the better. Um, yeah. and I really believe that, that if you are not educating yourself around parenting, you are like driving a car with a blindfold on right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, especially for whether you're an entrepreneurial or just a work from home mom in the house, whatever the case might be, it's obviously essential to have certain systems in place to keep the ship afloat, to keep every ship afloat. For us, I know hiring a house cleaner for deep cleans twice a month was a huge goal we worked towards and something that we could not live without now. Like it is, uh, it is our saving grace, but I would love to hear what other sort of systems you run and recommend for really thriving in running a business or working alongside running a family where you're kind of straddling the line between both. And you're like, I need some, I need some support in place. Yeah. Um, so I will say you cannot do this without support. You will literally reach max burnout. It's not good. It's not, it's not good for anyone in your family. It's not good for your household. It's not good for your business. Um, it's funny. What was, I, there was like some interview and it was like this famous actress on um, TV and they were like, how do you do it all? And she was talking about like her, like face cream. And I was like, please, she doesn't do it all. (laughs) Two nannies, her housekeeper, all of the support that gets us. Like, I don't know why, but it's like women have a stigma. Like I have a nanny and I'm so grateful that I have a nanny because I could not be on this podcast recording with you. Yeah. Also, I mean, and you know, eventually like my two-year-old is going to be in school, but like right now he's not like like his sister. Yeah. Um, We did the same thing. We had a nanny before our daughter was in school. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just can't, you cannot do everything. And I think, I don't know like where this came from, if this was like the sixties or the fifties or what, but like women, 
doing everything that is not like that, that does not exist. No one can do everything. So you need these support systems and you need these support people. Um, and honestly, I like, this is what I like to say, because a lot of people, you know, depending on like what their income is, right. Like some things are feasible, but some things aren't, but there's a lot of things that are feasible. I don't think I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs do not sit down and actually budget some things in. Um, and you have to know, like, how much cash is going out for different things, but you, there's space for something. Um, there's like hire, I do not do laundry. I do not do laundry. And there's like, even like an app now, because we're in the, are you, we're in like the U S it's called Sudshare. Um, I mean, you can get your laundry done for pretty inexpensive. I know a lot of people use it as like a side hustle though, but there's for me, like that is not, I do not, I'm not going to spend a whole set. Like I'm not going to spend a whole Saturday doing laundry. That is a hard no. Um, and my husband doesn't do laundry. So, I mean, that was not going to be put on me. I, someone does the laundry. So there's things within the household, but I can actually directly equate it to how many hours I am doing these household activities versus how much I make an hour. And it's so irresponsible of me with the time. I mean, it really is. And there's things on all levels. Like, you know, you have someone to help with childcare. Um, and I will say during the pandemic, you know, we all got really, really creative because we didn't have childcare. I know people built like um, their little pods. I mean, we had a pod family and you can like share childcare. There's a lot of co-working childcare spaces. Take your laptop, let your kids play, depending on where you are. I know like we have some sh serious shutdowns going on right now, um, but you just kind of get creative and think about some solutions depending on, on like affordability options, but you cannot, I just want to say this, you cannot do everything. So if yeah. you are, if you are doing everything, just sit down, take like a 30 minutes to yourself hide in your closet. If you need to, the kids will be okay. Just put on some bluey, whatever it takes and just write down like a list of 10 things that you do not want to be doing in your life right now. And then just start working a plan towards getting some of those off. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're go ahead sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, if you're, if you're running a business and you're an entrepreneur, I, I mean, when you're thinking of expanding a team or anything like that, one of the first things people will tell you is figure out what you can delegate. If you're not the best person for that job, like give it to somebody else. And this, it's like, if you run your, your household the same way, it becomes so much more efficient. Like, even if it's not a matter of completely giving something up, but just figuring out how to systemize it or make it a little bit easier. Like we did that with meals. We we've been getting the service home chef ever since we got brought our daughter home from the hospital. And it has been a game changer because I completely eliminated the need to plan meals, to do extensive grocery shopping. Like there is never a moment where my husband and I both finish work and, and get home around five and go, Oh man, what are we going to eat today? And like, have to plan this extensive thing from scratch. Nope. Everything is bagged. The men, the recipes are all there. We can cook. We're still cooking. We're still able to bond and do that fun thing together. But we eliminated so many other time consuming tasks that were not necessarily bringing us joy, not really helping our family in the long run. And there was just no need for it. Like we could make it easier. So we did. And it's, Oh, there's just, you can breathe sighs of relief. And I always joke when I'm talking to my mom now who does not do a food service. And I'm like, mom, every time I talk to you, you're grocery shopping or you're picking up this, this for this meal or this for this meal. I'm like, you would save so much time running errands and being out if you just systemized it and like did this. So I think it's, 
Oh gosh, everyone should do it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So a hundred percent, but I mean, really, and I love it. You like keyed into like running your household, like a business, because that is what it takes. And if you ever have any question, like you feel like that's like, you know, your, your place in, in the family unit. And if that's, and if that is like, if that falls under your family values, providing something, that's not something you're going to write on your list to offload, right? Just yeah. same thing within the business, like in your business, you know, where you shine, that's where you need to be. Everything around that needs to go. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, and it, it, I think sometimes it's harder because I think there are expectations, especially as on women, as mothers to do all these things in the household, but I don't know, maybe it was just easier for me. Cause like my mom didn't cook. I mean, my grandmother literally kept cookies in her oven. Like I just come from like a line of women <laughs> who clearly were not like <laughs> the typical caretakers. So it might come easier to me than some others who were like modeled that. Um, but I just, if, if you want, if that's what you want for you yourself, that's where you're passionate, stay in that, hold space for that. Make sure that that's part of your week and schedule then if it's not, but you have like some difficult letting go really think about what is the difficulty letting go of it? Is it, there's going to be a fear there. Is it fear of someone else's expectation on you? Is it fear of not being a good mom? Is it fear of not being a good wife? And really, really sit down and think about like, what, what, what is the outcome if you don't make dinner? Or I mean, are they, is your family going to leave you? No. I mean, is, are they going to be like upset about it? They might for a little bit, but you know what the happy you that's going to come back from not holding resentment for doing something that you don't want to do every day at five o'clock is going to be far better for the family unit than you keeping that on your plate. Yeah. Well, so much of this too involves really intentional scheduling and being honest with yourself about that. So how do you set your own schedule and your family schedule up for success in a way that really just supports everything that we've talked about already, your family values, your boundaries, your systems, all that jazz. Ooh, that's a good question. And I have to say like our schedule, it's funny. So Michelle, my co-founder, she is like our systems and schedule guru. I mean, she's literally like, she is amazing. I mean, she even has a system for getting ready for the holiday. And I'm just like, I don't, um, but she can't relate so, like, <laughs> hardcore. Amazing. I mean, it is amazing. Um, and she brings that to our community. Thank God. Cause I know it's a need. Um, I will say, I mean, I think it's an evolving thing. So right now our life is a little bit of a, I mean, it's a disaster. We just moved in September. We're living through a remodel. Um, we're living in a new city. My kids, my daughter's in a new school. It's COVID. I don't know any of the parents at our school. Like you can't go, like our life is just, I mean, very bizarre right now. Um, but I think coming off of pandemic where we had no childcare and my husband alternated care and work days. Like we're kind of just writing out a little bit of that. I mean, we have, we have childcare now, so we can have like on it, like days open, but we have kind of this like third aspect of stuff going on at our house and people running in and out. Um, so it does like some days I feel like very manic. Um, but I will say for me, it comes down to like the way I schedule is I time block. Um, very intentionally about that. So like today is a Thursday that we're recording, not the release day. <laughs> um, and I have two days a week that I do client calls or, um, online like zoom conferences, which would include this. And those are the only two days that I schedule on. 
So just being very intentional about time blocking. So I know that that's happening then. Um, and you can time block days. You can time for work. You can time block like big chunks. Um, as far as getting things done, I also, my day ends earlier because I want to pick my daughter up from school. I learned this from, uh, I'm in a couple different women business groups, but um, it was like a women business owners group. And there was one woman in there and she literally stopped her day every day because her thing was picking up her kids from school. And I was like, you know what? I love that. And I, that's, this is before I had kids. And so that is how I intentionally do my days. So my mornings, I am unavailable, unfortunately. Um, some days, like, you know, if you want to schedule something and outing with your kids, I try and leave like Fridays open for things, you know, if you need to like run errands or do whatever, but really getting real intentional about time blocking, I would be intentional about, you know, scheduling, um, you know, if you've got like big work product to do, if you're, you know, creating something for a client or something like that, get yourself like a four hour block. Um, however that looks, um, with some childcare, <laughs> hopefully. Um, and also for me, I think a big thing is depending on what your office situation is, if it's something that is not fun, like we just, I had to finish end of year financials and that's not fun. But for me, if I take my laptop to Starbucks and kind of go over some stuff, like that makes it more fun. So find whatever it is like a space or somewhere where you can just because the reality is, is as business owners, we have stuff that isn't fun. You can just get in a space that makes you feel better. Um, and then put that on your calendar, put everything on your calendar. I cannot advise that a much like for us, like we literally have everything on our calendar and share your calendar with your partner. However, that looks, there's some great apps out there. Um, but also just, I mean, adding your partner to your calendar events <laughs> is good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, I want to get things wrapped up by asking you something we ask all guests on thrive, which is what does thrive mean to you and how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Ooh, I love this. Okay. So thriving parenting versus surviving parenting is like one of our big things, um, just within like parenthood with whole modern parents. So I love that this podcast is called thrive actually. (laughs) Um, um, for me, it means, the difference between actually waking up excited for my day, because I know that it's time blocked. I know that it's scheduled. Um, I know what's happening in my day. I'm, I, I'm better on, I'm a better person as like, if things are scheduled, just that's how I work during the week. I'm happier. It's works out better because the thing is, if I, if I wake up like that, and then I know that I've already kind of sat down, I know what's happening. I don't feel as like, fuzzy headed. I don't feel two steps behind. Um, and I have some intentional time within that day. That's already mapped out for, you know, just some like headspace time or some growth, personal development, like a podcast, whatever I have to work into my day, like those, those pieces of times, then that helps me feel more of a thriver because, if I can get what I need during my days, the reality is, is like, boom, three o'clock, everyone's like fussy, hungry, hangry, witching hour. I am a far better parent at that time versus, you know, the surviving parent that is literally waiting for it to hit four o'clock for my drink, which like I've lived that life. So that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it is, it's just, you know, and the reality is, is thriving is not every day. Thriving could be as little as like one day a week. It just depends on where you are. And I know we're all coming off of a holiday season where we are overloaded and maxed out. And some of those days we're not thriving. 
Um, so we're trying to like scratch our way back to thriving, but just know that it's, it's like, it's seasonal, you know, it's not every day and it's not perfect. It isn't, but there's beauty in the imperfection of like our lives as women and mothers and that all of it is like, you're just, the whole canvas has different, different angles, different edges, and it's beautiful. It's crazy, but it's beautiful. (laughs) Amen to that. So Lydia, tell everyone where people can find you online to connect with you more. Yes. So we are, you can just find us on Instagram at whole modern parent. Um, I think like everyone's on there at this point. Um, and we have a bunch of different ways to access us and, um, ways to get on our email list. Um, if you are a family or parent coach, go ahead and hop on there. We have a lot of free resources that we send. Um, it's a great email list. And if you are more interested in, um, finding out about working with whole modern parent, go ahead and go to the Instagram as well. There is, um, a way to reach out to us and just, there's a lot of information on there. Just go ahead and follow us. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.